the Nationals non-tendered a former first-round pick, well, a now former first-round pick for the Washington Nationals, and they also non-tendered, in my opinion, one of the key pieces to this Nationals team. I'm going to get into all of that and more, but also the Los Angeles Dodgers made a stunning move non-tendering former MVP Cody Bellinger, and guess what? I think the Nationals will be in the thick of this race for Cody Bellinger. I'm going to get into all of that and more on today's Locked On Nationals. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And like I was saying, the Washington Nationals non-tendered former first-round pick Eric Fetty back in the 2014 draft. And let's be honest, we saw this coming from a mile away. I'm not going to sit here and act surprised because Eric Fetty just never found his rhythm once he got into the major leagues. And truly. Let's just be honest. We kind of saw it from the get-go. We knew that Eric Fetty was not going to be that first-round pick. We just knew. We knew that he was not going to be that guy. One, the opportunities that he had to come up in the majors, there was kind of it was a tough place for him. He didn't really have much room to grow here in DC. Being selected in the first round in 2014. Obviously, at that time, a year after that, we made Max Scherzer a Washington National throughout his prime. Steven Strasburg, yet Gio Gonzalez still at that time. You made Patrick Corbin a huge offer in 2019 to come fill that third hole in the rotation. Anibal Sanchez. So there really wasn't much room for Eric Fetty to be a regular everyday starter for the Washington Nationals. But where does it stem from? Where does this issue come from to where you're starting to look back at these first round picks for the Washington Nationals and you're like, who's helping us right now? Who, as we sit here today, is a former first round pick that is helping this team better itself in every facet of the game? It's tough to look at because when I look at this stuff and it's just like, what are we doing? Because I try to convince myself sometimes. I'm still a fan just like you guys are. I try to convince myself in these guys. Every first-round pick I think could be a potential Hall of Famer. Every first-round pick I could say, well, he's got five tools. Every first-round pick I say, this guy could be an ace of the rotation. And it just never stems out. And where does that problem come from? Is it the development staff? Can we not develop these guys properly in the minor leagues? Is it just a hit or a miss? Because this is kind of frustrating. Eric Fetty was not someone who had crazy expectations. All he had to do was come and be a a quality four starter for this team. And that would have been just fine for him. But now we sit here today on November 24th, 21st. And he's no longer a Washington National, at least for the time being. 
and he's going to set and hit free agency. And it just wasn't a pretty situation for him. Eric Fetty, would you make the argument that he would have never had the chance to become here and be successful? You could make that argument. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I want to, I like accountability. Who is this on? Is this on Eric Fetty? Or is this on Mike Rizzo? Or is this on Davey Martinez? Who is held responsible for Eric Fetty not panning out to what people thought he would be? Because there are questions to be asked for this. And as, as I've said over and over again, you're starting to see a trend here with first round picks under Mike Rizzo. Unless it's in the top 10, we haven't really nailed any first round picks in a long, long time. Some would say Lucas Giolito, but even then, like we traded him away. So I kind of don't really count this. We had to trade him. Then you look back, maybe. 2012 with Anthony Rendon 2011 it's there's a lot of nothing right now and and that's kind of a concerning part of this stuff because you ask yourself who is to blame for this and quite frankly I'll just be honest with you I think this is a Mike Rizzo issue I think the fact that we have these guys in place who have the talent who have just never really been able to capitalize on any of the opportunities that they get. Because Eric Fetty, he just never improved. And you can't blame the guy for what he is, you know? You have to blame the chef. The guy who's cooking up all these. Who's the guy who's buying the groceries. And who's cooking them up. And I think that's Mike Rizzo and his development staff down in the minor leagues who just haven't really been able to develop their first round picks and really anyone else besides Juan Soto, Victor Robles defensively. But even then Victor Robles, you've got some issues. You've got some issues. I'll say that, but that's for another day. But as far as Eric Fetty goes, you just never saw it. You wanted him to pan out because you did see for small stretches of time in 21 and in 22 as well. Where it was like, hey, he's got something. He's not this complete bust of someone who just has never panned out. He can't seem to find his own rhythm and really just stay healthy or just not get rocked every five days. And that's something we didn't really see as far with Eric Fetty because let's just be honest. He wasn't that guy. He wasn't that guy from day one. And if you saw, if you see, the things that Eric Fetty does on a nightly basis with this team, then you've seen it before. I don't need to say anything more because his numbers don't lie. He wasn't good, unfortunately. I like the guy. I wanted him to pan out, but he didn't. He went 21-33 and with a 5-4-1 ERA and 102 appearances for the Nationals over the since 2017. That's awful. <laughs> like, let's just be honest. That's It's not Patrick Corbin level awful. But then again, it's not good. It is way below average. Especially for a first-round pick who did have some high expectations. He had Tommy John surgery right before he was drafted in the 2014 draft. So does that kind of 
swallow his stock up a little bit and made him fall a little in the draft for the Nationals? Sure. But then again, you have expectations. When you're a first-round pick, I don't care what pick you are. If you're pick number one or if you're pick number 30, you have to pan out. And so where does that align? Where does this blame align to? And I'm thinking that it's starting to be Mike Rizzo. He just hasn't been able to stick with these first-round picks. And it is a little concerning, considering that we're going to have some high first-round picks over the next few years. Although I will say, when we pick in the top 10, Mike Rizzo doesn't miss. So that is something to point out. But it's frustrating, nonetheless, that when you have these high picks, you just can't land the plane. And Mike Rizzo and this development staff, they have not been able to land the plane really since 2011 with Anthony Rendon. And that is a little concerning in my book. That when is this going to happen? When is this going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers system where no matter where they pick in the first round, they seem to find a guy every single year and they pan out and they play in the role that they want him to be in. And that's an important thing. But the Dodgers, as I was saying earlier, teasing this topic, they let loose of one of their big dogs, former MVP Cody Bellinger, who wasn't a first-round pick, but he was someone they thought highly out of coming out of high school. I believe he was a fifth-round pick back in the day. They non-tendered him. And I think this Nationals team is a perfect, fit for him and what he needs to do to get back on track to his 2019 MVP form. I'm going to have that later in the show, but now I want to get into Luke Voigt, who was non-tendered by the Washington Nationals as well. And honestly, I think this was a head-scratching move unless Mike Rizzo has something up his sleeve, but as of right now, we'll just have to see with that. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Here's what I do, guys. Monday Night Football is tonight. You got the Cardinals and you got the 49ers. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up all their analytics, and they're going to tell me what I should bet to get some money in my pockets, and you should do the same because it's just that easy. All you have to do is just search up betonline.net, look up their analytics, and look at their plays. They're the pros. Follow them and do what's right. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And now we get into Luke Voigt, who was non-tendered by the Washington Nationals. And quite frankly, it was kind of a surprising move, in my opinion. Luke Voigt was one of the, he wasn't a key trade, our key piece in that Juan Soto trade, but he was a piece in the trade to where who he had upside. This is someone who finished in the top 10 in the MVP voting in the 2020 season. Someone who's hit home runs, who hits for power who gets on base, he's a good clubhouse guy, plays a solid first base, not a world beater, but for this Nationals team, it's kind of shocking to me. And I have in the past said that, like, 
well, you have to look at it this way. Are Is this guy who's over 30 years old, he's 32 years old, are these guys going to be effective for the next postseason team, or are they being a roadblock for someone behind them, maybe in the minor leagues, or maybe someone they wish to pursue in free agency? And quite frankly, when you think about that, who is there in the minor leagues at first base towards like, yep, he's holding back that guy, or he's holding up this guy, or we're going to spend money and get this guy to come play first base, a.k.a. a Josh Bell. And I just don't see that. And that's why this move makes no sense, in my opinion, to where, why aren't we re-signing Luke Voigt? Why aren't we tendering him? Why aren't we giving him $8 million, which is what he needed? Or that was about the market value of what he was worth. I just don't understand that. I don't understand the logic behind this because who was he holding back? Joey Manessis? Someone who is going to be much cheaper? Maybe. Someone in the minor leagues? No. No one that we are really concerned about at this point playing first base. I don't think he's holding back anyone. And that's where it's kind of a head-scratching decision because you're like, well, what are you going to do now then? Is this part of the money or is it part of the play on the field? Because I look at the play on the field and I'm like, well, yeah, he wasn't amazing with the Nationals. He was fine. He had a 676 OPS. He had a couple balls out of the yard. But he was still one of the better hitters of our team in the second half of that last season. And I say that with a grain of salt because, you know, we weren't a very good team. But still, regardless, I think when you have veteran leadership who have been to the playoffs, who know what a winning team looks like, who know what winning organizations look like, I think it's important to keep those guys in that clubhouse, especially for a rebuild. You do need that. And you know with this organization, they do value that. Because Nelson Cruz, they chose not to trade him. And their reason for that was, one, he said he liked it here, which I'm sure he did. And two, they wanted that veteran leadership. They recognized that the importance of having someone like that who has been around the MLB, who has been in the playoffs, who's played in the World Series, they want the guys to be around veterans like that who have been a mainstay in Major League Baseball. Now, Luke Voigt is not the name of Nelson Cruz, but he's still someone who's been around the Major Leagues. He's still someone who has finished top 10 in the MVP race in a shortened COVID season, but still, nonetheless, he hits bombs. He's not going to be your best player on the field at all times. He's not. He wasn't last year either. But I think the fact that the Nationals kind of slapped this in the face and act like it was no big deal and that he's replaceable. Well, I'd love to see it. Who are you going to replace him with? Joey Manessis? Yeah. I mean, like right now, Joey Manessis, in my opinion, his name is in ink in that opening day lineup for 23. But Luke Voigt, I thought was going to be there right with him. Whether it him being DH or first base. You could have found a spot for Luke Voigt on this team, and that's why it just doesn't really make sense. And that's why I get back to where I think it's just the money part of it. And when you are in a rebuild, 
which we are, then you do want to save up on your money. You do. And we get that. But at the end of the day, it's still a little pointless in my opinion. Because it's just like, what are you doing? I want to get into the second half of this conversation, but thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. If you're a second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And as I was saying, Where does this move align with? Is this the play on the field that they took issue with? Or is it just the business of baseball? And the more I think about it, I think this is just a money saver. Into where, if you're going to pay around $8 million for this guy, what are some better options out there? If you're going to save that amount of money, you better be able to put your money where your mouth is. Because I truly believe that in this scenario, for this team, what are you doing? I don't understand the movement with this. I don't understand what you're doing with this, Mike Rizzo. It just doesn't quite make sense. Because you think about it and what Luke Voigt can provide for this team and what he did provide for this team, what are you doing? It just doesn't make any sense to me at this point. But it would make sense to me if the Nationals were to go out there and spend a little cash and, who knows, bring in someone like Josh Bell, God forbid, or even a next guy, Cody Bellinger, who I'm going to be getting to more in the next few minutes. Because you're going to have to spend a little cash on that. And spending that cash, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But you know what is easy? My friends over at Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their season award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. Because I work in D.C., guys. I'm never home in time to be able to see when my packages arrive. And so my friends over at Simply Safe, they let me know if there are any issues in town. And they will let the police know if there is any presence that I don't feel wanted in my home. So I think you guys should be along those lines just like Simply Safe is. In an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no place like Simply Safe. And now we get back into today's version of Locked On Nationals as the Los Angeles Dodgers non tendered former MVP Cody Bellinger. And wow, was it surprising? Not too surprising. 
But then again, when you're only 26 years old or 27 years old, and you're a former MVP as of 2019, that's a little surprising. And have you really seen this before to where someone who won the MVP award, who is going to be due around $18 million in arbitration this season, to have him just be non-tendered and the Dodgers cut him loose? Wow. That's what I say to this. Just flat out, wow. I did not see this coming. I saw them maybe picking up, going to arbitration, getting that $18 million salary for him, and maybe cutting a deal for him at the deadline and trading him for something or even just banking on him bouncing back. Because a good Cody Bellinger is a great one. Someone who's won a Rookie of the Year award back in 2017. Two-time All-Star. A Golden Glove Award, Silver Slugger Award winner, MVP, two top 10 MVP finishes, and they just cut him loose. And you can see why as to why they did that, because just look at the Dodgers. They don't really have issues plugging and playing guys like this, but that's not what this is about. This is about Cody Bellinger to the Washington Nationals, because I truly think This is a fit for him, and this is a fit for this front office to make a move similar to this and really ramp up this rebuild. And who knows what you could do with Cody Bellinger. So let's start with this. Cody Bellinger, the last three years, he's been awful. I'll be honest with you. He has not been good by any stretch of the imagination. This is someone in 2019, he hit 47 home runs just that year alone. 47 home runs in 2019. Over the last three years, in 1,143 plate appearances, he's only hit 41 home runs in 134 RBIs. Batting 203, a 272 on base percentage, a 376 slugging percentage, and a 648 on base plus slugging. And just wow. Again, a former MVP, someone who plays a great center field, someone who plays, who has one of the sweetest swings in the game. And in my mind, in all of baseball, in the history of baseball, really, I love his swing. And if we had Kevin Long on this hitting staff still, manning the bat and being our batting coach or hitting coach, whichever one you prefer, this would be an interesting sign. But we have Darnell Coles who I do think is a good hitting coach, someone who can be effective when it comes to that. As you saw C.J. Abrams with that quick turnaround in September, as you've seen for guys like this this past season. And so I think Cody Bellinger would be a sexy signing for this front office because it aligns with your rebuild philosophy. And I want to get into why it would make sense for Cody Bellinger because it makes a ton of sense for Cody Bellinger. One, you're coming to a big market. You're not, you're going to want to go to a team to where you're going to have an amplitude of opportunities. And what is better than coming to a team that is in a, the middle of a rebuild right now? The middle of a rebuild. That's what we're doing right now. This Washington Nationals team, we have a hole in the outfield to fill. We don't really know who's going to be our starting left fielder. We don't know who's going to be our starting right fielder. It's probably going to be Lane Thomas at that point. 
but you could easily stick Cody Bellinger there. Cody Bellinger trumps Victor Robles and Lane Thomas and even Joey Manessas if you decide to stick him out there. It would make all the sense in the world for this team to actually make this happen and to make this deal come into fruition. And it just makes sense for all parties involved. One, Mike Rizzo and his relationship with Scott Boris. I know I do clown on that every now and then and say, yeah, 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 I'm sure they have a great relationship. But let's be honest, Scott Boris agents always or players seem to always come here and play in Washington, D.C. So they do have some relationship there as far as getting players to come here and as far as drafting players. So that relationship is already there. And two, it just makes all the sense in the world. Cody Bellinger will not be benched here in D.C. He will not be getting skipped at bats unless he's absolutely putrid, which I don't expect him to be. Because if he was the 22 Cody Bellinger of just this past season, he wouldn't have been benched. He probably would have been an everyday starter still. Probably would have played 162 games, had 500 at-bats. That's probably what he would have been at even if that were to be at a big cost because this Nationals team, we need a lot of talent and we need it fast. And if you can get Cody Bellinger, you can just tweak his swing a little bit and get the all the spotlights that are on him in L.A. and everybody talking about him and writing about him. What's going on with Cody Bellinger? He's the missing piece to this Dodgers team. You don't have to worry about that here. You're going to take it slow. You're going to have that sweet, sweet lefty swing that could be going to the right field porch there, up there in the Bud Light Brew section, right up there with the red seats with Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber. Your name will be on a nameplate with a red painted seat just for you, Cody, just for you, Belly. It'll be an amazing run. And Cody Bellinger just makes a ton of sense for this team. You're not going to have the pressure to perform right away. You're going to have the patience of Davey Martinez and Mike Rizzo and this Washington Nationals rebuild. And besides, you're not going to get booed like in Dodger Stadium when you strike out three times in one night. We have no expectations for this upcoming season. Zippy. No expectations. What's better to come and prove yourself than to come to Washington, D.C. and be a Washington national who has a rich history over the last decade with breeding superstars and bringing guys back to life. And then guess what? If this blows up on our face, you trade him at the deadline for whatever price there is. You have no obligation to turn this guy around. If you turn him around, awesome. You've got an MVP candidate, someone who's only 27 years old, who could really impact this team moving forward. And you're going to have first dibs at signing him to a big contract in the offseason. And then if it blows up in your face, you trade him at the deadline or you stay put and you just have egg on your face, which is just fine for a rebuilding team. All I want to see you do, Mike Grizzo and this staff, I want to see you try. That's what I want. If I don't hear that you guys didn't try for Cody Bellinger, myself and the people at home listening right now will probably not be too happy because this move for Cody Bellinger aligns 
with everything. The stars are aligning for Cody Bellinger to be a Washington National for the foreseeable future. And I have confidence in this organization turning him from his old MVP self to when he turned to the last few years, I think we could get him back on track to be that guy for the Washington Nationals moving forward and have a key, key role with this team in the 2023 season. And that would make a lot of sense if you're cutting loose of a guy like Luke Voigt saving you about $8 million. You've made a lot of moves, saving a lot of money. So if you got to fork over a little extra cash for Cody Bellinger to come to D.C., do it. Make it happen. Because the reward for getting an MVP Cody Bellinger could change the trajectory of this rebuild. And who knows what it would mean for the 2023 season if you were to get an MVP like Cody Bellinger. Well, that's all she wrote today, folks. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Like I was saying, the key part of the today show for me was get Cody Bellinger to do to DC. This isn't just the homer in me saying that the stars could align for this move to happen. I truly think this is a deal that makes too much sense for this front office and for this ownership and for the situation that we are in moving forward to make Cody Bellinger to the Washington Nationals. Make it happen, Mike Rizzo. Make it happen happen.